Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It is Friday. I'm doing good, Dan. Doing good, yes, baby. Everybody loves Friday. <laughs> I finally, finally have somewhat of a weekend off. I'll be on Judge Janine right. Saturday night, Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. For those of you who want to check that out, but Sunday, I think finally I have nothing to do. Which is amazing. We, Paul and I have been traveling, it seems like, forever. We were just laughing with each other last night. Feels like we haven't had a, a day off in months, which is great. It's good to be busy. Keeps you frosty. Um, but today is one of the more stacked news Fridays we've had in a long time. A tremendous amount of breaking news yesterday. Amen. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by one of my favorite advertisers, our buddy, our buddies at Duke Cannon. Hey, can a bar of soap be patriotic like this bar of soap right here? The Duke Cannon. Look at that. That looks bar of soap looks like a brick. It's that big. It's the big ass brick of soap. Yes, that's what it says. You want to smell like a man? Do cannon. You want to smell like victory? Do cannon. You want to smell like a warrior? Do cannon. I love this on the side, Joe. Here's their, this is real. I'm not making this up. This is on the side of their soap. Yeah. Not from France. Not from France. Arr. Not for clowns either. Not for And clowns. by the way, Do cannon also has <laughs> their solid cologne, which has made date night in this house spectacular. Spectacular. Solid, Look at that. There's a little solid. chunk missing because we used it last week. They're solid cologne. Yes. Smell like victory. Consider this. Duke Cannon superior quality grooming goods for hardworking men are tested by soldiers, not boy bands. They partner with active duty military to develop new ideas and review products. Anything that doesn't meet the high standards of soldiers, it ain't happening at Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon is committed to giving back to the men and women serving our country. This is cool. That's why a portion of their proceeds directly supports veteran causes. Duke Cannon sells basically everything you need and nothing you don't. Big-ass bars of soap. Brick-style soap used by GIs during the Korean War. Smells like the great outdoors. News anchor Pomade. The best damn beer wash around. Beard wash, not beer wash. You don't need to wash your beer. A superior-grade <laughs> shaving cream and solid cologne, which we love in this house. Smell like victory in the Dan Bongino house. Whether you're using their big-ass bar of soap or premium hair goods that gives you the news anchor thick hair or beard or shaving goods, don't be surprised if you start humming the national anthem. Visit Duke Cannon. Duke, D-U-K-E, like the Duke of Earl. Visit DukeCannon.com right now. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code Bongino. Free shipping on orders over $35. DukeCannon.com, promo code Bongino for 15% off. All right, let's go. I think I got that right that time. Yeah. I did it like real Will Farrell in old school. Remember Frank the Tank? Frank the Tank. You remember that movie? One of my favorite movies <laughs> Frank ever. Frank the Tank. We're going to go to have a nice little Saturday. But remember Frank? We'll just have one. We'll just have one. <laughs> one of the best movies ever. Old school. That poor guy when they're doing the test and they wrap the rope around. Is they, and a brick falls through the, through the manhole cover. One of the greatest scenes ever in movie history. I almost vomited on myself. It was so yes. funny. Okay, on a serious note, I was sitting in the gym yesterday, breaking news. Uh, we had, um, you know, the ABC and everyone broke in, uh, because Trump was making statements about what happened with Iran. Uh, for those of you who missed the story, it's, it was an important story. The Iranians decided, bizarrely, or someone in the Iranian chain, chain of command, someone that's still kind of open for interpretation, uh, according to some of the comments we heard from Trump yesterday, decided, bizarrely, it would be a good idea to attack one of our global hawk uh, drones, 
Now, uh, the Iranians, of course, have a different story than everyone else. They're known for lying. Uh, but this is a big drone. It had the wingspan of a 737. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal uh, has covered this story and everyone else pretty extensively. Uh, folks, I want you to be wary of the news coverage of this up to this point. There was a leak that came out, and I'm using the dreaded air quotes for leaks, that there was going to be a response to this drone. The drone was unmanned. Um, it was a, uh, obviously an attack on our, our military equipment. It was a hundred plus million dollar drone. This wasn't one of these quadcopter things. People go flying around, you know, neighborhoods yeah. uh, to try to like, uh, you know, deliver Amazon products. This was a hundred and thirty, I think, plus million dollar drone with the wingspan of a seven thirty seven. So there was a leak that came out that said that uh, Donald Trump had basically ordered an attack and 10 minutes prior, according to a leak, the people who were at the meeting had called off the attack. Folks, a couple of things on this. We're going to move on because I have a really stacked news day. Number one, I would be very cautious about the Joe leak. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is President Trump sending a signal. I think this was an intentional leak which means it's not a leak at all. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, someone leaked. We were going to knock the snot out of the Iranians, mm -hmm. and you're lucky I called it off with 10 minutes to go. You you see where I'm going with this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I yeah. think Trump, I am, a, I am not an interventionist. I'm also a realist when it comes to our national defense. The Iranians are mortal enemies of ours, but are the Iranians right now at this point an existential threat to the United States worthy of an all-scale, full-scale war? The answer, I believe, to that is no. I believe a measured response, which President Trump uh, clearly engaged in yesterday, is mm -hmm. appropriate. I believe the calling off of the attack, Joe, was a clear signal to the Iranians that if this starts to escalate and cost human lives, remember, the drone was unmanned. Mm -hmm. Again, not that that makes this any kind of a, a you know permissible act, right. but... Clearly, the loss of human life is 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 uh, is unworkable. There will be no there will be no rapprochement of that. But I believe this was Trump sending a signal. So takeaway number one: I don't believe this was a leak. This was one of those leaks. Iranians, you're lucky we called this thing off. Secondly, you know, I find it ironic, Joe, that Trump continues to be painted by this TDS level six. In fact, level six, the highest level of Trump derangement <laughs> syndrome infection, yeah. as we well know, listeners of the show. Um, I find it interesting that they keep attacking Trump as this deranged, out of control lunatic in the White House. Um, and yet his response on foreign policy seems, Joe, to be clearly measured and proportional to what went on. Agreed. Certainly, Joe, measured and, right? Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I do. I agree. Measured and, we didn't coordinate this before and say, Joe, you know, agree with me to make me sound smart. Uh, measured and proportional are certainly not the intellectual hallmarks of a madman. Right. If Donald Trump was the madman the media pretended him to be, uh, you know, a tactical nuke would have been dropped on Tehran today. That's not what happened. According to the leaks, President Trump was given word that the strike they were in considering engaging in on radar facilities and others in Iran in response to the taking down of our global hawk drone was going to cost 150 lives. Now, this supposed madman, President Trump, hmm. Joe, was not okay with that and said, no, we're not going to do that. I, I think that's disproportionate to what happened. I mean, is the media going to acknowledge maybe their you know, analysis of his mental state is completely wrong? Does he sound like a madman when remember with the you know with the North Korean uh, diplomacy when he was when he threatened over Twitter Kim Jong Un yeah. we finally got him to the table I'm not suggesting that problem is even remotely solved 
I'm just saying, that, oh, President Trump's crazy tweeting Kim yeah. Jong-un. Then a couple months later, he's at the table negotiating with him. These are not the hallmarks of a madman. These are hallmarks of a guy that clearly understands deal-making and is not eager to plunge the United States into another war because of the downing of a drone. Iran is very dangerous. This country hates us. They are unquestionably global sponsors of terror. But let's be realistic right now. War matters. And you know, I always appreciate the books of Nassim Taleb, who wrote the book, The Black Swan, that uh, I love. And I, I, I know love. Joe's come to grow on Joe, too. It's grown. But he has a book also called, yeah, it's a great book. He has a book recently put out called Skin in the Game, where it's very easy to people for people in the national security infrastructure to make decisions about the lives of other human beings when their skin is not in the game. Send them to war, send them to war, send them to war. Really? You want to go to war over a down drone? It's a big deal. No question. We have sanctions going on. We have other things to do, and I'll get to that in a second. But it's not your skin in the game. It's an 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old American patriot who raised his right hand to defend this country that could come home in a body bag. You ready for that? You want to send your kid? I, pr I appreciate a measured, proportionate, rational response. And you should too. Thank God Trump handled it the way he did. And I don't believe that was a leak. Now, you may say, okay, great to talk about it. Well, what would you do? Well, as you know, Eli Lake points out in Bloomberg today, and it's, a, it's there are other options here, folks. Right now, we are limited in cyber attacks on the Iranians, Joe. We are limited mm -hmm. to striking their nuclear and ballistic mis uh, missile facilities. Cyber attacks, mm -hmm. okay. meaning sending corrupt virus type right. cyber intrusions into their system to shut them down. Things that have been done before, notably with the centrifuge problem the uh -huh. Iranians had to try work into their nuclear program. Now, we could expand that to include cyber attacks, doubling down on sanctions, but cyber attacks on their military uh, computer infrastructure as well. They're not equipped to handle the awesome power of the United States Cyber Command, basically dismantling. We could take their military offline probably in a few weeks. We have other options. I appreciate that President Trump has taken a measured approach to this. You know, Joe, one last thing, and yeah. I, I, I want to move on. Uh -huh. we, we've discussed this before on the show, and I, I think it's critical that we discuss it again because it's interesting how people paint me and others because I'm a conservative and a, a libertarian conservative. I, I don't, screw them. Who cares about the labels? You know, you guy, you conservatives, you're all, you know, fake tough guys. Fake, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh -huh. Fake tough guys. I think having been exposed to violence in the street as a cop and, you know, growing up in, in, in training and things myself and experiencing violence on myself and having lost an uncle in Vietnam, I changed hmm. my entire family's entire trajectory. I have a tragic appreciation, and I mean that, for what the effects of real world violence are. If you come into this show to expect some guy go, you know, kill them all, nuke them. You got the wrong show. This is that's not this show. And I, you, I don't know where you got that from, but I just find it funny that liberal media types who love to attack me in the show constantly paint us that way because they've never actually listened. I appreciate the fact that Trump finally we have a guy in the White House who understands proportionality and a measured response, but a response that needs to happen. They will figure something out. Cyber, sanctions, 
And if it does start to cost American lives and they attack, which they have, they have engaged in and sponsored terror attacks before. Oh, let's yeah. not be, uh, you know, let's not be blind to that either. These are not our friends and never will be. But how many more American lives are we going to put on? Um, you know, what, what is that? Um, that line they, that, that Talib talks about in his book all the time with the Spartans. You know, you come back, you know, uh, oh. uh, uh, with uh, with your shield or yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, with your shield or on You know, because yeah. the cowards used to drop their shield and run, mm -hmm. and then the heroes would be brought, their bodies would be back on their shields. But that time, I don't believe is now. And I'm glad for a proportionate response. I'm glad we have President Trump being very reasonable about this. Okay, um, let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, I, I, I stay tuned, please, for the end of the show, because a very important story I want to discuss at the end. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has a piece, I'll get to this later, but the Journal has a piece about why China. I know we don't do a lot of foreign policy in this show, but these are two big stories. Obviously, Iran and this China story I found fascinating. China stole upwards of 80 million medical records, and it's been a big mystery as to why up till now. Hmm. Stay tuned to the end of the show, because this is a fascinating story. It's really going to open your eyes about what they may be doing in the United States. Why steal medical records? Stay tuned. Okay. Big, big win in the Supreme Court yesterday for religious freedom. Joe, not too far from you down in Blainsburg, Maryland. Yes. Joe knows his story well. This has been all oh, when he was at the radio station. This has been a big story oh, yeah. in Maryland where I lived for many years, where Joe lives now and has been in radio forever. There is a World War I memorial yes. in Bladensburg, Maryland. It's a big cross. It's been up forever. Forever. Of course, Joe. Somebody, right? It's been there since Joe's been alive. It, lived, <laughs> it was there the whole time I was there. Uh, of course, the, you know, liberal media snowflake crowd, the liberal uh, SJW social justice warriors, always looking for a reason to be offended, saw this on public land, and of course they had to sue. Yes. Folks. I don't I don't get this endless search for victim. I don't get it. It's not my life. Um, I happen to be Christian. I am not remotely offended by symbols of of Judaism or symbols of of Islam or or Buddhism. I, I, no. I don't I don't know. I just I, I don't I honestly just don't care. I just don't care. It's not that I don't care about it. I just don't care. I have my own life, my own kids, my own issues, my own religion, my own faith. I am not offended by the fact that the country is represented by various factions and people who believe in different spiritual ways of life and different religions. Great. Why do these people care? So bottom line is, because they're snowflakes and they're seeking endless victimhood status, That's right. somebody sued and said, we cannot have that cross on public lands. Again, this has been ongoing in Maryland forever. Ever, yeah. But now it's become a national story right? <laughs> because the case went to the Supreme Court. And let me just tell you, the snowflakes dropped a huge L. Big loss for the social justice warrior crowd uh -oh. who find a reason to be offended uh -oh. by everything. Daily Signal, yes. Uh -oh. The Daily Signal has the best piece. Thomas Jipping, <laughs> uh, seven justices split five ways in deciding uh. Peace Cross doesn't have to go. This will be up in the show notes today at Bongino.com. I'd appreciate if you read it. It's a very mm. good piece. But from the inside of the piece, I want to applaud, again, another huge victory by President Trump on the appointment of Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, who has been incredible because Gorsuch sees it as it should be every single time. In the Gorsuch opinion from the Daily Signal piece, and I quote, 
Gorsuch argued that being in a, quote, offended observer, yeah. Joe, and, you know, in other words, a victim, <laughs> a victim, should not be enough to challenge something like a memorial or a display as an establishment of religion. In a large and diverse country, he wrote, this is the great, I love Gorsuch. I love this guy. This is a quote from Gorsuch's uh, response. In a large and diverse country, quote, offense can be easily found. Right. But recourse for disagreement and offense does uh, does lie in federal litigation. In other words, you can find offense anywhere. It's got to be some kind of concrete offense. The fact that you look at a Jewish star or a Christi uh -huh. Christian cross on public land or whatever, a Quran on in a in a public prison or whatever it may be. This is not just because you're offended doesn't mean the whole world has to stop. There are avenues for it. We're not pulling everything down. And the whole country does not have to be entirely secular because you seek victimhood status and manage to be offended by everything. I love Gorsuch. Show us a, show us a concrete offense, Joe. Yeah. In other words, that you're not a social justice warrior and that you've lost money, you were physically harmed. Well, I can't prove any of that. Okay, then beat it. You lose. Sorry. We don't have to rip down every single sign of, of spirituality and religion in our country because every single social justice warrior out there wants to wipe any kind of remnant of religion free from the country. Right. Show us a concrete offense or move along. Now, there were a number of other different interpretations and different legal readings of, of the reasons they voted the way they did. Hence, the Daily Signal piece, which is short and sweet. It's worth your time because there were other readings of it. My humble opinion. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate a lot of feedback, but you don't have to be a lawyer to read. Them. You know, I, I appreciate a lot of the lawyers who respond to me provide really key insights. Their expertise is invaluable. But you don't have to be a lawyer to read the clear intent of the Constitution. A cross on public land that's been standing there forever and caused no material harm to anyone is clearly not the government establishing a religion. That's just common sense. I'm sorry. You don't need to be, a, a, you know, a lawyer with a JD to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Gosh, is this common sense? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got to get to this next story. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, this is great. This is Condi Rice. Condi Rice, uh, former national security advisor for President Bush. Listen, I don't agree with her on everything. I think she's more of the moderate Republican class. That's not my bag of donuts. Um, but Condi Rice just absolutely slays this NBC reporter who tries to bait her in with this ridiculous question again about Donald Trump and is he a racist and is the country mm. more? It's so stupid. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but secondly, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Check Them Out. Diet of Trap. Hey. Diet of Trap. We love Diet of Trap. This is what am I to have these all over my house. Listen, there's nothing worse in the summer than indoor pests. Maybe some uh, fake news from Nancy Pelosi or others. Maybe that. But really, in Florida, there's a lot of indoor pests. I'd be lost without Diet of Trap. But these are good anywhere. That's their indoor fly light. Listen, you got flies flying around your house. You got bugs. You got mosquitoes biting you at night. You don't know where their flies were last. Who wants to be scratching mosquito bites all night? I'd like to thank our sponsors at Dynatrap. Again, that's their indoor fly light. They have an outdoor one as well, which is fantastic. My wife and I sit outside for date night. We don't have to worry about skeeters. We love it. The Dynatrap fly light works day and night to attract and trap flies, fruit flies, mosquitoes, and other pesky insects, and it works. We've been using it for over a year now. Forget those disgusting fly strips. <laughs> you remember those, Joe? Those are seriously yeah. gross you're like oh what is that 
Yeah, trust me, I've been using it for a while, and uh, it's insane the number of bugs and insects they catch. I wake up at night, sometimes I look on the glue trap on the inside, I'm like, this is really great. Get yours at Dynatrap.com, that's Dynatrap.com. Enter promo code Bongino and receive 15% off any of their products. That's D-Y-N-A-Trap.com, Dynatrap.com, the safe, silent, and simple solution to household insect control. Listen, maybe one day I'll show you the one I have plugged into my kitchen. You'll see how many flies and insects it traps overnight. It looks like a nightlight, by the way. It's not gross like those fly traps, those other ones, those sticky tape things. Those are really disgusting. Yeah. This one just looks like a regular old nightlight. It's really cool. Go check it out. Dynatrap.com, promo code Bongino for 15% off. All right, moving on. So this NBC reporter tries to bait Condi Rice into attacking Donald Trump on race. And it does really, really doesn't end well at all for the NBC reporter. Play that cut. There are people who will say it feels worse now when we're talking about race or it well, just sure, feels like it, a divisive look, environment. It, it sure doesn't feel worse than when I grew up in Jim Crow, Alabama. Okay, mm. so let's drop this notion that we're worse race relations today than we were in the past. Really? That means we've made no progress. Really? And so um, I think the hyperbole about how much worse it is isn't doing us any good. We still, well, this country is never going to be colorblind. We had the initial original sin of slavery hmm. it's still with us so for people who say you know what it's top down it starts with the president it starts with the words uh, oh, that he speaks. oh come on all right um i would be the first to say we need to watch our language about race we need to watch that we don't use dog whistles to people who but when we start saying oh you know it's it's worse today no they're not. <laughs> no no <they're> not. <laughs> it's it's worse today. You know how, one, do you know how, uh, and listen, I'm not a snowflake, but do you know how insensitive that is to say that, that race relations are worse today? Condi Rice, who of course is black, I, I, I'm, that's not a mystery to anybody. Condi Rice grew up in the Jim Crow South, mm. and you're suggesting to her that in the year 2019, race relations are worse than, are, she's got to be looking at you like, Come again? Is this a serious interview? Say what? Like, are you what? trying to do a misguided, yeah. <laughs> insensitive comedy set? Like, is this a joke? Folks, again, it's just more nonsense. I, you know, I don't need to uh, banter on this. Oh. I just wanted to play it to show you that there is this effort by supposed journalists and media types. I say supposed with the air quotes because they're not. By people at NS, uh, excuse me, NBC and elsewhere to create a gaslighting effect uh. in this false narrative. This false narrative that race relations are worse, that Donald Trump... You notice she says, Joe, here's the... Here's the um, the poke and the prod for Condi Rice. But doesn't it start top down? In other uh, words, isn't yeah, Donald Trump sure. making everybody racist? It, it, it's, just, it's gaslighting. Remember gaslighting. Invent a narrative. A false one. So the false narrative is Donald Trump is a racist and the country's becoming racist because of him, right? That's the... It's, a, it's completely made up, fabricated nonsense, right? Yeah. Repeat it over and over, which we know the media does, Joe. We report on it probably once a week, a new media attempt to, to get this false uh, gaslit narrative out there. So this is gaslighting. Invent a narrative... Repeat it confidently over and over. All right, Donald Trump topped out. And then prevent the truth from getting out there. Yeah. Isolate people from the truth. The reason this worked with Condi Rice is because Condi Rice stopped it right away. Right away. She, she, she basically dismisses the nonsense of the, the premise of the question out of hand and makes the, the interviewer look really silly, which oh, she man. did. That was just really... And 
dumb. I'm yeah, it's such a stupid. You know, how about question. the famous worth some people device? Remember that at the head of the question? Yeah. Oh, some, I love that. That's a I, some people are device. saying. Yeah. Some people are saying. Yeah. Now a lot of people do that. Trump does that sometimes yeah. too. But Trump will do it about issues and current issues today. Who knows if some people said? <laughs> but that is a clearly, yeah. clearly invented. Some people like who? Right. People in yeah. your newsroom? Right. No one else is saying Bingo. that. Nobody. No one at a Trump rally is saying racist Bingo. stuff. It's you people in the new room, knuckleheads. So dopey. All right. Like I said, yesterday was a monster news day. So I'm mm. moving fast through these stories because it's Friday. I don't want to leave you uh, dangling in the wind here. PJ Media covering ABC of all people. You know, mm. I was just knocking NBC, but I couldn't believe it, Joe. Mm -hmm. ABC finally... Finally reporting on Joe Biden and his ethical issues well, in Ukraine. Now, look at this. Now. PJ Media will be up in the show notes by Deborah Hine. <laughs> hey, now. Media <laughs> knives come out. ABC, yes, I'm reading this right. ABC hits Joe Biden and son suspect dealings in Ukraine and China. Now, ABC... Yeah. Round the, you're only... What, Joe? Two years too late on the story? <laughs> A little behind. Two, maybe two. I mean... I, we, I did my second book, by the way, Exonerated. We're just wrapping it up. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hoping to get this thing out maybe a little early here. Um, we cover this at length, but we have been on the Joe Biden Ukraine story seemingly in perpetuity. Um, but listen, better late than never. You may ask yourself uh, one, what happened. I'll explain it to you. But why? Why is ABC reporting on this now? Well, listen, I can't get in their heads, so granted, this is a fair amount of speculation, um, and forgive me for doing it, but I, I mean, I have to. Why would, This story's been out there forever. I mean, the, the Joe Biden visit to Ukraine, when his son, after the visit, so Joe Biden is the vice president in 2014, follow, a lot of you have heard this story, so I'll just repeat it quickly. Though. Okay. Joe Biden, as the vice president, is designated the point man by President Obama on the Ukrainian crisis. In 2014, April of 2014, he takes a trip to Ukraine as the point man for the U.S. government to defuse the power sh uh, struggle that was going on there. Okay, tracking? Mm -hmm. Just days after that trip to Ukraine, Biden's son, Hunter, gets an appointment. A, a very lucrative appointment to a Ukrainian natural gas company connected to some of the same Ukrainian-Russian insiders. The company's called Burisma. That company was later under investigation. Folks, this is odd. Biden's son, Hunter, again, accompanies Biden over to China. He was on Air Force Two with Biden, Vice President Biden. All of a sudden, this company... He's, he, uh, he starts up. Hunter Biden gets this lucrative deal with this Bank of China. Folks, I thought foreign interference was a big deal. Remember the Ukrainians, the same Ukrainians I cover in my first book, who are shuttling information through DNC operatives mm -hmm. to attack Donald Trump? Do you understand the hypocrisy of the mainstream media? Again, I don't want to get overtly, uh, you know, celebratory about ABC. You're, you're, you're years, you're five years late to the yeah. story, you know, two years late to some of the other stories that Spygate in Ukraine. But I thought ABC and others cared about foreign interference. I'll expect you guys and ladies at ABC to hammer this thing until you get answers. How did Joe Biden's kid get a lucrative appointment to a Ukrainian natural gas company with zero? zero experience in natural gas, Hunter Biden, right after Biden goes to Ukraine to deal with the Ukrainians and their political crisis. And just a couple of years later, some of the same Ukrainian people involved 
are shuttling information to the DNC to attack the Donald Trump campaign when he's running for office. I thought foreign interference was worthy of a big special counsel. Finally, ABC, you know, a little late to the story, but Tom Yamas from ABC tried to confront Biden and ask him questions about it. And of course, Biden wouldn't answer the question. He ran. You know, once again, Biden's got his hands all over this. You know? I just got that. I just got that. I had to jump in. That, you know, when you're around B- Biden, you got to be. Remember, I did the yeah. jujitsu segment on Fox and Friends <laughs> yes. show. You need that wax on, wax off thing <laughs> yeah. from the Karate Kid. Remember, well, no, wax yes. on, wax uh-huh. on. No. Remember, everybody forgets paint the fence too. Yeah, remember paint the fence. Yeah. Paint the fence. Paint the wax on, wax off. Every, and then this the other one, side to side, side to side. Remember that one? That's how you got to be around Biden, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, man. <laughs> the crane remember the crane at the end you got that's how you got to be around but the guy is handsy he's a little handsy if right it's a little creepy i gotta oh, tell you yes although i gotta i prefer the nickname floppy joe i like not that so much creepy i like floppy joe that's cool floppy joe he's a flip-flopper that's his thing man okay uh again a lot to get to today so on the if we had a bunch of cabinets and open files on the show and things we needed to talk uh, about that uh-huh. are important One of them, which we talk about a lot of the new rules, folks, new rules, the new rules are we as conservatives are going to fight back. We are going to live morally and ethically in our private lives. We are going to continue to take care of our families, go to church, synagogue, mosque, whatever you may do. We will live by a moral code in our own lives. We will live by the Budo code if we're, you know, if we're warriors out there, the samurai code. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to politics, if you think we're going to try to take some kind of moral high road that doesn't exist, why you all continue to attack us on the left, attack us, try to silence us, in many cases, physically attack people, pro-lifers and others, people at Trump rallies. If you think we are going to allow that to happen without fighting back in our own ways, using political tactics, you are nuts. So if I had a cabinet file of Bongino stories entitled New Rules, I'd like to see some of our activists and politicians out there finally incorporating some of the strategies of the left into fighting back. Now, there's two particular stories. One's a little um, about you, more about you, and one's about political tactics being co-opted by the left and now used by the right. First story is from from uh, Oregon. Now, I have been getting tons of emails. Forgive me. I've just been stacked with other content. Dan, we need your help in Oregon. There's this climate change legislation being rammed through by the liberals in the in the uh, in the in their in their house of uh, in their Congress and their state house and the governor, the liberal governor that is going to basically decimate a lot of Oregon energy, Oregon energy production businesses. I, I've been trying to get to it, but I've been looking for an angle. So, Joe, Oregon Republican lawmakers who were overwhelmed in their statehouse there have decided that rather than voting on this bill, which is it's a climate change type bill, Joe, that's going to decimate Oregon business. Okay, Okay, we clear on that? Yeah, with you. Do you remember in Wisconsin when Scott Walker passed through the public sector union reforms? Do you remember what the Democrats did? You may, this is a long time ago. Oh. Uh, we, we cover, I think we may have covered, I'm not even sure. Maybe, maybe we, no, we, I was a secret service agent when that happened. I didn't even left the job yet. It's all the stuff blends in. When Scott Walker pushed through 
state-level reforms, the governor of Wisconsin, the Democrat lawmakers in an act at the time of, of a little bit of deviousness, what did they do? In order to avoid a quorum, so they couldn't vote at all, Joe. Mm -hmm. The Democrat lawmakers jumped in their cars and yeah. fled the state. Do you remember that yes, story? Yes, I do remember that. Nobody could find them. They were in the wind. Yeah. Casper, the not-so-friendly ghost, gone. See you later. You may say, well, what does that have to do with the Oregon story? Well, somebody apparently learned a lesson, as we can see in this article well, in Oregon man. Live. Nice job, Oregon lawmakers. Oregon governor, who's a Democrat, by the way, sends the police to find missing Republicans and bring them <laughs> back to the Capitol. They were not good for you. This crap piece of climate change legislation, which is going to bankrupt Oregon's economy, destroy their economy, destroy their energy production business, and basically is being run by a couple of uh, liberals in Portland, foregoing the rest of the state. The Republican lawmakers are like, hey, see you later, fellas. We're out of here. And one of the lawmakers is like, good luck finding me. Stay gone. I don't care. The, I don't care one bit. New rules. We win, you lose. Well, that's not morally right. It wasn't morally right when you did it either right. in Wisconsin. So what? Now you have an objection to it? Now that yeah. the other side employs the same? You don't want to use those tactics? You think they're morally and ethically wrong? You think they're devious, as I said before? Good, I do too. Then stop doing them, and we won't do them either. But until then, you can plant a big, fat, sloppy one you know where. You want to do it? We're going to do it, too. Well, it's not the right thing to do. We should set an example. Example for what? We're living with a bunch of liberal tyrants up on the hill who think spying on American citizens and making concentration camp analogies, they think this is rational. Mm. But let's take the high road. The high, there is no more high road, okay? The high road. You know where the high road goes? Right off a cliff. <laughs> high road, my... Try to keep the show family friendly. Well, maybe you they get mean it. some other high road. <laughs> maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. That's it the highway fun. they're talking about. Yeah. See, I'm, just, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> starting to catch up. You know, I missed 90% of what you say. The audience well, has to remind me later. I'm starting to catch on a little bit. You got that so one. So good for you, lawmakers in the state of Oregon. Nice work. Okay, story number two is not as hard-hitting. But again, makes a point. I saw this tweet this morning, and you never think this would in any way be related to the Oregon story, but it's about Chick-fil-A. It's a fascinating story. Uh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but nice job. Uh, there's this tweet about Chick-fil-A. Sorry, you get it. Let's keep that. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, which has been boycotted by the left endlessly. They have become, uh, what, are the, what is it? The left, you know the the left can't meme, and they're really terrible at jokes too. The <laughs> yeah. left, I think they call them hate chicken or something. Every time I see a dopey cheat uh, tweet about hate chicken, I go to Chick Fil A and and order one of their chicken clubs and because it's just so dumb. Chick Fil A has managed to become, despite being closed on Sunday, the third biggest uh, fast food food chain in the entire country. 
Ladies and gentlemen, nice work by you all. There we go. Yeah. McDonald's number one, 38.5 billion. Starbucks number two. Chick-fil-A, 10.5 billion. Uh, thank you. Nice work for supporting a great company and showing the left that their boycotts are absolutely terrific for business. Mm-hmm. Nice work on the boycott. Pretty soon, Chick-fil-A will be number one. Showing you, listen, to all the advertisers and people out there, too, who believe the left is, it's all social media BS. They have no real power. The best thing for business is a leftist boycott. Trust me on this. There is nothing that turns out conservatives more to purchase your products than hearing that snowflake liberals are protesting it. Nothing. Can I quickly tell my Chick-fil-A story? I've told this before. I've, you've heard this before, Joe, but when I was uh, an instructor in the Secret Service Academy, we were teaching a surveillance class and at Chick-fil-A at the time, this was back in, I don't know, 2003, Chick-fil-A was only down south. It wasn't up north. Uh. So a lot of the northerners who would come down and come to the Secret Service Academy in Maryland had never seen a Chick-fil-A. They, uh, yeah, it sounds crazy now because everybody knows Chick-fil-A, but back then it was a southern thing. So I'll never forget, I'm being in a car and I'm, I'm, be, I'm in the car, excuse me, and I'm, I'm watching this surveillance exercise with these Secret Service agent trainees. We just teach them how, taught them how to do surveillance. It's complicated. How to design, you just follow someone around. And this kid, he was from up north, uh, man, um, he said, I hear him on the radio because we give them radios to communicate. Now watching this, this actor, we play to be a bad guy. And the actor walks into Chick-fil-A. I think it was in Prince George's County. Somewhere, and the kid, just, <laughs> he never seen a Chick-fil-A before. He goes, <laughs> he goes, the <laughs> The target's walking in the Chick-a-Filla. I had to stop. I'm like, time out. Stop the exercise. I'm like, did you just call it the Chick-a-Filla? It was the funniest thing. It was a smart kid, too. He just never seen it before. Target's walking in the Chick-a-Filla. Everybody was cracking up. You know, you have to say actual stop, not stop. You have to say actual stop in these exercises. Because it, it, anybody, yeah. someone could say stop as part of a regular conversation. So I'm like, actual stop, actual stop. <laughs> I'm like, did you just call it the Chick a Filla? It was the funniest thing I'd ever, you'd never seen a Chick fil A before. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. I'm going to get to this China thing. I also want to get to a Michael Moore tweet, too. Uh, Michael Moore, this China story is going to blow your mind. If this is true, what they're doing, everybody should perk up and get their uh, get those antenna up a little bit. You get it? All right, hmm. finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at GenuCell. Hey, you wish that double chin would just disappear? Newsflash. Ladies and gentlemen, people, look at your jawline. It simply tells your age. Here's our famous Robin from Lubbock, Texas. I put the GenuCell jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. With Chamonix MDL technology, GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin in that neck area, jawline area for a tight, healthy, younger looking skin. My mother-in-law loves this product. She thinks it's great. She's always asking me for more. You guys, Chamonix, you got to send me some of this. You will see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Call now. And the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness is free with your order. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, GenuCell Immediate Effects is also yours free. No double chin, no turkey neck. No turkey neck. <laughs> 
and no shagging jawline because no one needs to know your age. Text YOUNG to 77453 or go to com. Get your two free gifts and free shipping now. Text YOUNG. The word young to 77453 or go to genucel.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. You got me. Great. Yeah, I did. I you know. Did. I snuck up on you. Okay. <laughs> this uh, China story is interesting and it really piqued my interest. I saw it in the Wall Street Journal and, you know, candidly, folks, this should frighten uh, everybody. So back at... In 2015, there was a mass theft of medical records from Anthem, that company Anthem. Most of you heard this story. You may not remember oh, yeah. the details. But it, when it was, remember that? When it was yeah, attributed I to do. China, yeah, the Intel community and a lot of uh, insiders uh, that we, we uh, you know, that I, I deal with were very curious as to why China may have been engaged in the mass theft of Americans' medical records. Why do that? Well, this piece in the journal, uh, the title of it is. What Does Beijing Want With Your Medical Records by Christopher Porter and Brian Finch? The 2015 Anthem hack raises chilling questions about surveillance within America's borders. Now, let's establish the premise first. We know China at home, their home, not ours, within China, the Chinese government is right now involved in the creation of the biggest surveillance state in human history. They have social scores. They're monitoring. Uh, it, within the piece, it talks about the things they're doing at home in China, Joe. Monitoring people's electricity usage, mm -hmm. um, things like jaywalking, facial recognition technology in public, dating behavior. And you get this social credit score in China, which is, I mean, you want to talk about Orwellian. So how they're measuring this social credit score who knows? I mean, are they are they levying fines against people who on a dating app or are gay uh, or who are engaged in multiple relationships at the same time? I mean, these are serious questions, troubling questions, are they not? Um, facial recognition cameras in public. If you're going in a bar three nights a week and a camera catches you, is the Chinese surveillance state taking, you know, so let's say 100, you're the perfect citizen. Are you now being deducted 10 points because you walked in a bar three nights a week? Um, are you being deducted points because you walked in a fast food joint five nights a week and therefore you there's a what an obesity score? Again, the dating stuff is incredibly troubling. I mean, listen, I'm not suggesting any of this stuff is right or wrong. I'm suggesting that the state monitoring it is completely wrong. What if you're on a dating app and you're married? Are you losing points for that? Uh -huh. Again, I'm not sanctioning that behavior, but the fact that the government could be monitoring this in China is really, really disturbing stuff. We already know they're surveilling their own citizens' medical records as well. Is the Chinese government, if you, you know, what if you're, uh, if you have hepatitis, is that, does that mean you're some, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna lose 15 points in your score because you're not a more valuable citizen? What if you have HIV or some other? Uh, they are they going to use that against you as, as some kind of a a political blackmail weapon? Your medical records exposing them to the public. What if you have cancer and you're applying for a job? What if the cancer is curable, but they don't think it's cure? No, 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 no. Forget about that guy. Right. Don't right. give him a job. He could die in a few years. Folks, these are serious questions. This is also the reason where I have been. I, I hope to you. I hope it comes across that way because it's it's authentic. A consistent voice for the libertarian side of the Republican Party against government surveillance. The Spygate story bothers me, candidly, not 
because it's about Donald Trump. Yeah, that's awful. Mm -hmm. I agree. But I've always said to you, it's not Trumpgate. It's Spygate. It bothers me because it speaks to the concentrated power of the United States government being levied against a free American citizen to spy on them. The fact that it was Trump is incidental. The fact that it happened is the story. If it happened to Obama, it'd be equally troubling. Right. That's why this story's fascinated me and written two books about it for the last two years. The fact that supposed liberal Democrats are in trouble by this, do you see how the slippery slope could lead to scenarios like we have in China now with the world's biggest surveillance state? So getting back to the medical records angle, because this is really disturbing, troubling stuff. We didn't know why they did that. But the authors of the piece think that it's possible that the Chinese government show may be engaging in a mass coordinated effort to develop a similar type surveillance system on us. They talk about how some of this Chinese technology, some of their cameras, some of their wireless transmission devices. This is, let me read this from mm. the piece. This is fascinating. Thanks for pulling it up. Chinese citizens have long been carefully monitored in all aspects of their lives. This is from the WSJ piece. In recent years, Beijing has su uh, supplemented its internal spying with high-tech methods, such as culling data from digitized personal records, medical records, and surveillance cameras equipped with facial recognition software. Beijing examines all data, pa all data passing through popular phone apps and even looks for, quote, Joe, abnormal electricity consumption among citizens. Mm. There's evidence that China, listen to this, folks, this should ring your bell. There's evidence that China is quietly deploying these same surveillance tools and analytics in America. Consider the presence of millions of surveillance cameras made by state-backed Chinese manufacturers like Hikvision. Let me propose to you a scenario to make this real. Analogies always work. People think in narratives. They think in stories. People don't always think in, in, in discriminated data points and, and, and facts. They think in stories. Stories make more sense. Imagine you're an intelligence officer in the United States. CIA, DIA, NSA, it doesn't matter. You have access to classified data the Chinese need. Mm -hmm. The Chinese have hacked 80 million medical records from Anthem and have some kind of a vision, uh, uh, a listening device in one of the computers or something, or an app. They may have some kind of a Trojan or something planted in an app. They find out you're an intelligence officer. Again, you haven't committed any crimes, but some of your behavior, like every human being, you're a sinner like everyone else. You know, maybe you're involved in a relationship you shouldn't be involved in online. Not criminal. I'm not suggesting it's morally inappropriate, but not criminal. Mm -hmm. Let's say in your social media, you've made some comments in the past, you know, maybe an insensitive. Again, nothing illegal. You didn't threaten anybody, but maybe some political comments you think that you shouldn't have made. So that uh, let's say the Chinese surveillance state gets a hold of your medical records uh, also. And in your medical records, again, they find out you have some medical condition that may be curable, but may impact your job later on. You don't want anybody in the public to know about. Obviously, no one wants their medical history out there. Do you think it's just possible, just possible that the Chinese are aggregating this data to be used later for purposes like that for blackmail? No, no, a communist surveillance state would never do that. Are you sure? Really deeply disturbing, disturbing stuff, folks. We're involved right now in the next industrial revolution. The tech revolution is the industrial revolution of our time. Mm-hmm. 
clearly we all have to there with the industrial revolution there were problems it was child labor black lung uh you know people were killed in industrial accidents at rates we've now forget it be a front page story every day but this is all stuff with the evolution of technology that's going to become a growing problem in the future for big, empowered, concentrated state interests. Now do you understand, hearing the China story, why the Spygate story is not about Trump? He is a victim of it. It is a bigger story we should all care about. But leftist liberal hacks and their media sycophants don't care because the story damages the Democrats brand because they were the key players in the spying operation. I don't care. You vote Vote for who you want. Media people, you will continue to cover for the Democrats anyway. But it is time you called BS on this because this is what happens in this new big tech atmosphere. We constantly have our constitutional republic Mm -hmm. and our privacy rights eroded away because people in China, they have the ability to do it. And if nobody speaks out, they just keep going and going and going. You know, you want to see what can happen. I've been reading. I've, I've been. I love this book. It's one of the greatest books ever. You ever read the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn? It's big, as you can tell. This mm. is actually one of the uh, abridged versions no. of it. It's, it uh, it's the most amazing book you'll ever read about what happens with concentrated state power when it's completely unchecked. It's Solzhenitsyn's story of the Gulags in Russia. How hundreds of thousands, millions of people were round up for no reason at all. They had quotas on rounding people up. Quotas. That guy. Why? Because he's a librarian. So what? He checked out a book once and the book was about capitalism. Go get him. Throw him in the gulag. He tells these stories about the gulags that are so disturbing. This is real, but it's not fiction. About how, Joe, there would be snow on the ground in the gulag and they take the prisoners out to do their business if you know what i mean Uh and it would be so the white snow was so polluted with human waste that there was nowhere to even stand to do your thing again they couldn't even walk around how they they were stuffed five and six in a prison cell for one or two so when they slept on the cold concrete floors they would all have to turn at one time at night because there was no room Oh, don't worry. This has never happened. This didn't happen that long ago. Look at the date on the cover of the book. 1918 to 1956. This wasn't 72,000 years ago. (sighs) Gosh, I'm not worried about state power. The government's a positive force for good. Really? Is it? You (laughs) sure? That's not what human history seems to indicate, folks. All right. Moving on. It's very passionate about this story, as you can probably tell. Uh, Two more quick things I want to get to. Um, Michael Moore is finally recognized. Michael Moore. You know Michael Moore? Liberal. um, (laughs) uh, You know liberal. It's a lot of Michael Moore. Um, Michael Moore, as who did some of those movies about, you know, he's an anti-capitalist guy. He doesn't like economic freedom. Even Moore is starting to recognize that energy on campaigns matter. Uh, this Orlando rally, ladies and gentlemen, has scared the H-E double hockey sticks out of liberals. Moore himself, he's at M.M. Flint on Twitter. Again, this is the biggest lib out there. This guy hates Donald Trump. He tweeted this out. He said, I watched the whole thing last night talking about Trump's Orlando rally, which was packed. Yep. I know no one wants to waste that kind of time even looking at him, but not wanting to see the enormity of the fight ahead doesn't just make it go away. 
He's talking about Trump here, obviously. He hasn't lost one inch of his fired-up insane base. More tweets finally. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, the liberals are starting to recognize that energy matters. Again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to stay out of the predictions game. I am a supporter of the president's conservative policies. You know that. I think he's been excellent on foreign policy, too. I am obviously going to be voting for him. I, that's no mystery on this show. Energy matters, ladies and gentlemen. Showing up matters. Showing up at rallies matters. Showing up at liberal activists, uh, excuse me, uh, to to combat liberal activists when they show up at the Supreme Court matters. Showing up to protest in D.C. matters. Showing up to vote matters. Showing up at rallies matters. Showing up at your local Republican club matters. Showing up matters. Energy matters. It's contagious. I discussed it yesterday and the day before on the show. But Michael Moore and the liberals are finally starting to recognize that the Trump base is, to to steal a line from Obama, fired up, ready to go, fired up. (laughs) Yes, they are ready to go. Yeah. And remember that? That was Obama's thing. But those 20,000 people that showed up and the 100,000 more who were on a waiting list, remember, they will go out. They will give their information over to the Trump team. Again, I don't mean your private information. I mean your voter information. Please do that, folks. Sign up for their email lists. Sign up on their Twitter. It saves the Republican campaign for per- for the presidency, Donald Trump's campaign, the money of having to find you and pay to find you. Go there. It is a an act you can if you're un if you're uncomfortable surrendering your address and your phone number for text. I get it. That's that's fine. I'm just telling you the Trump team is then going to have to pay to go out and get it. Go to their website. Do their thing. Get on their email lists. Get on your local Republican candidate for senators. It's not just limited to Trump. Your congressmen, your state delegates, your state reps. Go give them the information. Get on their email. You don't have to give me your credit card number, your mother's maiden name. Let them find you. I know it's annoying. I get it. I ran for office and I vote all the time. I know it's annoying the robocalls and other stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's more annoying? Losing your country to a bunch of socialist lunatics. That's more annoying. And that energy you see that Michael Moore and the liberal left is starting to recognize, that energy you see is starting to scare them. And I don't think that energy is going to be matched by Floppy Joe, Elizabeth Warren, and crazy Bernie Sanders. I don't. I just don't see it. These are not exciting candidates. These violate every rule of identity politics the left has ever tried to instill in America. You're going to nominate the old white dude, Joe Biden? I thought you said old white dudes were the problem. No, not Joe Biden. Okay, kind of hypocritical, no? Energy matters. Folks, please commit to the 10, 10, and 10 program. 10 emails, 10 phone calls, 10 social media posts a month until the election to your friends. Commit to that and we will win this election again in 2020. Action matters, folks. Talk is cheap. I've been there. I gave up my job to run for office. I do not speak with forked tongue. Please, 10, 10, and 10. 10 emails, 10 phone calls, 10 social media posts a month until this campaign ends. And not don't just limit it to President Trump either. As I said, senators, congressmen, we've got to win. All right, one last story. Sorry to 
Paula, who I always throw, I always throw the show out of uh, out of line. But I did want to cover this quickly. Fox Business has an interesting story up about the continued tax exodus. I told you about this repeatedly. It's been a constant theme on my show. Fox Business is a great story. I'll put it up in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. People are fleeing in mass. The moving uh, the moving trucks are 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 getting very expensive to rent. Getting out of liberal states, California and New York. Mm. People are engaged in a massive tax exodus. Joe, we've even seen it in Maryland, yes, where sir. I lived and Joe lives now. Where are they going, ladies and gentlemen? They're going to low-tax states like Florida and Texas. Again, hammering home my point, and I'll leave it at this, that liberals are hypocrites completely when it comes to tax policy. They want you to be taxed, but when taxes hit them in their big government home states like California and New York, what do they do? They fire up the U-Haul, and they move to low-tax low states like the great state of Florida where I live and I love and places like Texas. They're frauds. All I I ask is please don't bring your liberal garbage policies down here to Florida. Leave them up in NYC. Don't bring them down here. We don't need it. This is a great state and so is Texas. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. It was another great week of shows. You all really knocked it out of the park. Thanks for subscribing to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. And please subscribe to the audio podcast. It helps us move up the charts. It's completely free to you. The audio podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, also available on SoundCloud. Please hit that subscription button. It really makes a big difference. Thanks again. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.